0: Wonder soul. Wonder, Wonder soul, Soul. Wonder soul. Wonder soul. Oh.
1: Welcome to episode 165 of the podcast. Uh, I'm Lucas, I'm your host. Uh, This is a new, fresh start for the podcast, for Wondersoul, uh, when it comes to these auditorial experiences. And I just wanted to say thank you for everyone who's been listening and supporting from the beginning. And welcome to all of the new listeners. I really hope you guys enjoy this uh, new format, this new experience when it comes to the podcast. Uh, I'm really excited about the future and what's on the horizon as far as what I have planned for Wonder Wondersoul. Uh, I just feel more energetic, more confident, more focused, and just more optimistic. More of lately, I don't know if it's because it's Libra season or what, I don't know what it is, but either way, I'm just excited uh, and I'm just so humbled and and uh, appreciative of, of everyone who supports Wondersoul on any kind of platform or in any kind of way, big or small. Just thank you so much. The, nor- the new format really is for you and me, the, the ones who have been supporting and have been enjoying these podcast episodes, the, the streams on Twitch. Uh, the videos on YouTube, whatever, anything, and uh, this is more of a personal experience and a more of a personal format that I really want to focus on having a good time recording, sharing a lot of my thoughts and experiences and uh, a lot of our passions, our similar passions. That's what Wondersoul has been about since the beginning and that's what I want it to continue to be as we continue to Um, fine-tune this uh, this platform and what we're going to be focusing on moving forward but as far as the new format especially as we enter October things are gonna be a little different uh, for that for the spooky season but other than that we're still gonna have the main quest side quest format where we're gonna have a main segment or subject or topic that we're going to heavily focus on for that week's episode And yes, this is going to try to be a weekly show, but like I've mentioned before, if things aren't ready, or if things are taking more time than usual, then I'm not gonna stress, I'm not gonna press, we're just gonna release it when it's fresh, okay? When it's done. Uh, Ha ha, you like that, right? So anyways, so for this week's episode, we're gonna focus on the console wars. That is this week's main quest. Talking about the PlayStation 5, the new Xbox, what's Nintendo doing? You know, kind of going through that. Uh, I'm really excited for what the future of gaming can be and what it may be. Um, And I'm really excited to hear back from you guys. So enjoy that segment. Now, after that and for the next handful of episodes, uh, instead of doing a book club episode for the month of September, uh, originally I had planned to do manga. And I think I still will come back to that later. But uh, what I want to do is, since I'm catching up on the My Hero Academia... Manga and the story. I wanted to have a side quest uh, segment, uh, a mini series of My Hero Academia Manga Minute. (laughs) So on this week's episode, we're going to be covering and yes, this is spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Uh, Make sure to look in the description of the episode for timestamps if you want to avoid any kind of spoilers. And be sure to just reference the uh, description for all the links to our social media and other platforms you can find. Wondersoul as well as the timestamps for the subjects at hand. So yes, we're going to be getting into volume 21 of the manga for My Hero Academia after the console war segment, and then we're going to wrap it up. And that's going to be the focus here for the next for the remainder of this year at least uh, for the remainder of 2020 but like I said in October we're going to uh, have some spooky stuff but we'll get into that later on at the end of the episode I'll make some more announcements about content coming from Wondersoul I'm excited guys but like I said uh, just a moment ago feel free to connect with Wondersoul on social media on Twitter instagram that's where i post the most and that's where i keep everyone updated on what's going on and when things are releasing when we're going live on twitch and yes we stream on twitchtv slash wondersoul we've been doing some red dead redemption too if you're familiar with the youtube series of jackie daytona the ncaa football 06 race for the heisman uh series that i was doing on there we're continuing that right now currently we're near the end of his sophomore year Uh, for the University of Alabama. He's a quarterback, so a little retro gaming, a little nostalgia. I know it's football season, we're out there talking sports all the time now again, and I'm happy to have sports back, but I wanted to continue that series, and for anyone who watched any of those videos on the YouTube channel, thank you. So yeah, plenty of places to connect with Wondersoul. Feel free to uh, hit me up uh anyway you feel comfortable as far as these subjects and what we talk about from week to week episodes and i would love to hear you guys' feedback of what you think of this new format and i hope that you guys are doing well and i hope you guys enjoy the show so without any further delay let's jump into our first topic the console wars
0: Yeah, I remember the console wars, that's right. Seems like it was only yesterday Sega and Nintendo were battling for first place in all of our hearts and our wallets. And then came along Sony PlayStation and then Microsoft's Xbox. And over the years, these companies and characters and games and stories have been doing everything they can to win us over, to secure their place in history and within fandoms worldwide. And now, a new war is upon us. Another console wars. This one with familiar names, but different faces, with stronger, more impressive equipment and tools and weapons, and new tactics and strategies all ready to go head to head. Yes, I'm talking about the Sony PlayStation 5. In the Microsoft Xbox Series something X, something S. And I guess you could throw Nintendo in there, but I think they're just, like, not wanting to really get into this. They're kind of doing their own thing now. It seems like they've been doing that for a couple years now, but I I, I still think they're almost kind of winning in some ways. Anyways, yeah, the Nintendo Switch. So who's going to win? 2020's been a crazy year. And I guess it's going to be also the year that history looks back and recalls the start of this new
1: console wars. What's up, guys? What'd you think of that? That was a cool introduction, huh? To this uh, main segment, this main quest of this uh, week's episode here on the Wondersoul Podcast. So, obviously, if you weren't paying attention, that's cool. I'll catch you up to speed. We, we, we're talking about the console wars, right? Obviously, 2020 is going to be the start of some of the next wave of video game consoles from Sony and Microsoft. And we've gotten most, if not all, of the information that will be available. Um, pre-orders have already started, even though those have been a mess, to say the least. That's putting it lightly. Um, if any of you who are listening to this episode have or know someone who's been trying to pre-order or has pre-ordered successfully one of these new consoles let me know now over the years no matter what it is there's always competition there's always companies out there that are trying to secure Our appreciation and our loyalty and honestly this generation doesn't really feel super different um, from what we've had previously with the Xbox one and the PlayStation 4 and then late but never sorry (laughs) Nintendo with the switch and they came in and really killed it I think I really enjoyed the switch I think it's just really unique And I always appreciate Nintendo for thinking outside the box and adapting and trying to bring something new. Like literally trying to change the game, no pun intended. But when it comes to the PlayStation and the Xbox systems, um, just to briefly talk about my experience this current generation um, before we get into talking about the future. um, I initially got an Xbox One. Uh, I was really excited. I thought it was a lateral move for me um, because... I had an Xbox 360. I have not, up to this point of owning a PS4, owned my very own PlayStation system. So I don't know. I just was like, all right, I'm going to get the next Xbox system. And I had taken a break from Nintendo. I think I tried dipping and dabbling in the handheld still more for like Pokemon and certain games that were only going to be on handheld. Um, and then I know within that generation, I think the Sony PSP came out. I've, I even tried that but other than Like those experiences. It was pretty much Xbox 360. Uh, this was around the time. I was in high school, too um, Just playing Xbox live and stuff like that. So I was actually really excited for the new generation and um, even though I didn't feel like a crazy quantum leap And a lot of what we were seeing. I mean, obviously now that this generation is wrapping up, you can start to really notice the difference, like really. And uh, that's something I wanna get into with this next gen. Um, But yeah, so I got an Xbox One, and then I had that for a few years, and I enjoyed it for the most part. I mean, I think Microsoft, when they came out with it, they wanted to make something, there was like an entertainment system like i don't think xbox really put games first this generation they really wanted to be the best of uh, both worlds and be like that streaming device where things at this time were so uh, starting to become easier to stream things like every device you have can have netflix or you can cast things or roku's you know google chromecast we have we have so many devices smart tvs that it became really uh, irrelevant that they were focusing on those types of things and yeah they had blu-ray players and and different things like that but you know, when you pick up a video game console, you're picking it up for video games primarily. Sure, all the bonus things are pretty cool, right? Like I enjoy, um, you know, ending my game and then switching over on the same device to, um, you know, Funimation, uh, Pluto TV, uh, Netflix, Hulu, whatever whatever your preference, right? But I think they just missed the mark. And then before long, I sold my Xbox One and I picked up a PS4 on Amazon one one summer. And it came with, like, Last of Us Remaster. And I just, like, had all of these games and properties that I had missed out on over the years. And I'm still catching up. Like, I still haven't really dived deep into, like, Final Fantasy and stuff like that. And I know that, like, I think Fifteen was available in all systems. But I just never got into it. And so... You know, it was exciting and then obviously it was at that time where God of War was going to come out, Marvel Spider-Man. Basically what I'm going to get at is I left Xbox because the exclusives, um, it just didn't feel like they had any anything exciting that made me feel like I had to have that specific system. Now, granted, I do really appreciate and enjoy the Xbox controller above all of the controllers available. Uh, probably semi-closest is the Nintendo Pro controller. I think they just are really similar. I mean, it, it just fits in my hand really well and personal preference, All right, guys? I mean, I know so many people like the PlayStation controller, but I think that's just because it's so familiar. Like, they've never really done a lot to change up until now. Um, and that's what we're going to get into. So, I mean, I've had a blast with my PlayStation 4. Um, I don't have, like, anything like the Xbox one x which come on guys like you're gonna have to get these names right man you're confusing people out here i think while pre-orders were going on recently the xbox one x was getting confused for the series x and pre-orders and orders for that were through the roof so i mean obviously come on microsoft you're gonna have to you're gonna have to check yourself anyways (laughs) you know so i but i didn't get like a ps4 pro or anything like that um, I'm actually just now about to get a 4K TV during the holidays and um, then I'm going to save until next year to get a, one of the next-gen consoles but we'll, we'll get to that here in a minute. So besides my PS4 and, and selling my Xbox and then definitely picking up a Switch because I feel like if you're a Nintendo fan of any means um, or any kind of background with Nintendo they just they put fun in the forefront i mean sure they're lacking in a lot of departments specifically like online um but i feel like that system the switch was sort of rushed and so they wanted to just get the core concept out there and and sell units and then you know once they got a switch in everybody's home kind of like they did with the wii there you know then they could do other things and there are rumors of uh uh a new switch coming out and yes we do have the switch Lite. it's um because for people listening that are not too familiar with any of the mumbo jumbo names i'm throwing out there so the nintendo switch is is their home console but also serves as a hybrid system and it can be handheld but the nintendo switch Lite allows you to only be in handheld um So, I mean, fans of the Game Boy and the Nintendo DS, which, I mean, I know me and my generation of friends, we grew up with the Game Boy Color, Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Advance SP, you know, Nintendo was always going into this console war with one arm tied around their back because they were also making exclusive libraries of games for handheld. So people don't really consider that a lot. You know, they really don't seem to give Nintendo enough credit for them winning, and or at least fighting, in both of those, those fronts. And um, though they're kind of hanging out and there are rumors of something for next year, um, we still really haven't heard much about what they want to do for the Switch come holiday season. I think, like, Pikmin 3 is out there, uh, Hyrule, Warriors, Age of Calamity, things like that, but really nothing like oh shit Breath of the Wild 2 oh Metroid Prime 4 whoa like something now obviously covid's had its hand in interrupting things but um so the console war really doesn't involve Nintendo i think like they're just always going to be that independent now um and, and that's best for them and i feel like they still have so much that they can improve and learn from these other competitors and um and I think they would really become a fierce competitor without even trying. Uh, they just have to work on a couple of things. But their libraries are always um, really impressive now, this generation. Nintendo struggled with third-party support for so long, but it feels like even now like it's cool to play Borderlands or The Witcher 3 on your Switch. And um, it actually works really well. And they're getting a lot of third-party support. So that's something that they needed to work on. Uh, but back to Microsoft and Sony. So, Microsoft, in my opinion, took an L this generation. Like, they lost. If this was a console war, they lost a while ago. And uh, you can tell, like, because a lot of my friends had Xboxes. Um, and then, you know, funny thing was, like, when we kind of were at a distance and then we reconnected, a lot of them had done the same thing. They had sold their Xboxes and got a PlayStation. Now I was rooting for Xbox because over the last few years they've been making these announcements of purchasing different studios and companies and they're promising uh you know a lot of really cool unique exclusive games that you can only play on Xbox which really like is that even a fact because at this point I feel like Xbox is going with the approach of Hey, you don't have a gaming PC or you don't like PC gaming. Well, we're Microsoft and we do PCs, but we're gonna also make this like look, like the Xbox Series X looks like a a PC tower, basically. You know, like I feel like they they also have the Game Pass out there and it's on PC. I've heard people just say I'm just gonna get a PC. Like I'd rather just get uh, a computer rather than get an Xbox. And if you have a PC, why would you get an Xbox? Like, I might get an Xbox controller to play a lot of these games, and I honestly tried the Xbox Game Pass on PC. It's in beta right now, and I really enjoyed it. It's really nice. I I, I come from that generation of liking to try games and rent games. I really honestly miss renting games. It saves you so much money, and you are able to really... Um, satisfy your curiosity without handing over $60 or full price every time. You know, I I appreciate Steam uh, sales, Steam sales. I appreciate digital sales, but I still like physical stuff. Um, And that's kind of what it feels like sometimes when you are purchasing uh, online or digital. It's like you're renting it. Like, I don't really own this, but I'm able to play it. That's cool. Maybe that's just me. You guys let me know uh, if you miss renting. I have so many awesome memories of renting games over the weekend in the summer um, and just playing with friends. It was just like Friday, Saturday nights. Let's go to Blockbuster somewhere, you know. So I miss that. So Game Pass uh, kind of fills that need a little bit. It lets you just kind of go, oh, I've always wanted to try that out. And I think that's smart because there's going to be a similarity that I want to connect here uh, when when we're talking about this upcoming generation of consoles so there's not much to say about Xbox from my experience like the only thing that I can say is that I was rooting for them I committed to them first I didn't buy PS4 right out the gate and um, you know unfortunately it didn't work out and they were able to experiment and put their focus into game pass as this generation is coming to a close Um. But even with their promises of what's coming next gen isn't super exciting at the moment. And I'm still like hoping that they just knock it out of the park. They have certain things that people are looking forward to, obviously, like a new Halo and stuff like that. The specs on the console are pretty impressive, um, even though I'm not really too fluent in, in a lot of that. So, you know, I listen to a lot of people smarter than me that go, yeah, this, this is pretty powerful, you know, and then they compare those charts and stats to the playstation 5 blah 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 so i gotta take people's word for it um (laughs) but um you know it, it just seems like the game pass is like a version of uh netflix like it seems like cloud gaming and almost like quote unquote streaming services seems to be uh the direction that a lot of these Uh, companies want to go in and not not only like xbox and playstation but you have things like i think ea play so like these uh, the developers and they're they're making their own thing they're like hey we have a pretty vast library we'll just like hey you want to pay what 499 i think it's it's not too bad i mean definitely be 60 dollars um, but, you know, so I, I feel like that's something that somebody is trying to nab at first. Now, obviously, when I was talking about cloud gaming, uh, a couple of things that you're going to see come this next generation. And at the time of this recording, it, it, it's pretty interesting because Amazon just released information on the Luna, which is like basically like a Google Stadia, which is like these things are cloud gaming at, at, at definition. Um, there is something through Microsoft, that I think it's called like xCloud or something, so they're doing something where you basically can play games wherever, on any device, like through the cloud, through the internet and the web. Um, and you get like these attachments or you get a, a, like a controller and you can you know, play games on your TV with no console, you can play it on your cell phone, on your tablet, wherever you have certain <laughs> requirements, you can play your games, which, uh, you know, it's a really cool idea you know it's like the next level of digital things like when we were like carrying around like travel cases for our xbox or gamecube right yeah you know i had to throw in the gamecube all right gamecube is one of my favorite consoles even though you could technically say it lost when it was in the console wars at one point um Still was cool. One of my favorite systems of all time. Anyways, but you know with that you would travel. I would always bring it over to my friends and you would always have to pack your games too and you'd have a backpack and you pull out all these plastic cases. You know what I'm saying? But now you don't do that. Like I have like a lot of games on my Switch that are on my Switch. So I don't need to really pack a lot. I got like a little carrying case for it. It's mostly to like protect the system, you know, because it's kind of like a phone. You need a phone case. So like when I go uh, and bring it with me somewhere and I'm not using it, I like to put it in the case and there's little slots and little cases for the games and the games are really small. They're kind of like these like uh, micro SD chip type, you know, cartridges and stuff like that. But yeah, I'm, I'm. I just. I really like my switch, and I understand the push for digital to have everything on one device. Um, but you know, on, on on one hand, this going into like you're you're basically constantly renting games, like games as a service, which is a phrase that's been tossed around a lot this past generation. We've had a lot of ups and downs when it came to this generation. and I don't think we've ironed them out completely. I think. Developers and companies are catching on, like microtransactions, loot boxes, things of that nature. You know, certain certain things that I think have become not the best trends for gaming. Um, but hey, you know, I think most fans have been more vocal about those types of things and showing more displeasure with their wallets because that's the best way for anything. You want a company or a business to change, speak with your wallet. Speak with your wallet. You bitch about the new Madden every year, don't buy it. Don't buy it and then bitch about it. That don't make sense. <laughs> you just handed them money. What are you doing? Anyways, that's a whole nother rant. So, there's a lot of X Cloud, Cloud Gaming, Stadia, Luna, all those things. And sure, like, I think PlayStation even announces, like, games, not like this Games with Gold, but, like, you're going to get a lot of their exclusives um, available to you to play, r- regardless. Just for being a PlayStation Plus member, which is their online service, basically. But you get, like, two free games a month, and I've gotten a lot of good games. Like, right now, I think on the PlayStation 4, it's, like, Street Fighter 5 or something, and then... Uh, players unknown battleground. I think those are the two free games right now for September. I'm not sure what they'll have for October. Hopefully, something spooky that would make sense. <laughs> but they even had Fall Guys, and that's been a hit, you know. So, there's they try to give you certain benefits, and I think that's something cool. And, and we're gonna get into PlayStation. Um, so there's promises from Xbox, uh, there's signs of improvement from Nintendo, and and, and like I said, I just appreciate them and what they're doing with their libraries and expanding with third parties and just like how well the handheld version of these games has held up not all of them not all of them but you know it, it still is a, a really unique gaming experience so PlayStation PlayStation has been taking laps on people man I mean Ghost of Tsushima Final Fantasy Remake Last of Us Part 2 which you know that's a you know that's a whole other subject as as well. I love Last of Us 1. Don't get it twisted. And I've heard a lot of people rant and rave about the second one. But look, regardless, exclusives. I mean, I think the past couple years, Marvel's Spider-Man, God of War, Bloodborne. I mean, it seems like they totally took a, advantage of having these really nice exclusives and made sure that they were always at the forefront and i think they've learned from competition i think they see what having good exclusive can do for your company and for your brand look at nintendo like really remove nintendo's exclusives do you still pick up just nintendo because it's nintendo i don't think so you know you get it because you want to play breath of the wild because you want to play super mario odyssey i mean it's a bonus to have things that are not Nintendo, you know, exclusives. So I think Sony has taken notes and said, okay, if we can keep people coming back for things that they can only get when they purchase or play on a PlayStation, we're good for, for life. And And see, Xbox, they didn't miss that mark either. I think you always need to have a mascot. You need to have... A, uh, a leader, char- you know, charging out there in the battlefield for these console wars. But Master Chief just ain't it, man. Like, he can't be the only guy. That's why I am giving Microsoft the benefit of the doubt. And, and I'm giving all these companies the benefit of the doubt because we are, we are spoiled. And COVID has really slowed down production and canceled a lot of plans but let's focus on the video game aspect of this. So one of the things that I think people aren't taking into consideration that for the first time in a while, if, if ever, these new consoles are coming out with two versions. So production's cut in half. That's why pre-orders have been shit. Uh, you know, just a lot of that. None of these companies want to admit that they've had to, you know, drastically adjust to this year and they're still trying to keep the hype. I get it, but then at the same time, you're gonna probably have egg in your face if you don't do this properly. Um, on top of that, you have the fact that a lot of uh, games might have gotten delayed. We saw a lot of games get delayed this year. Now, a lot of those reasons I think are different than just you know what was going on in 2020. I think you know companies are also realizing one of the lessons of putting out something early when it's not finished, isn't the best route to go. Like delay it, get it right, make sure that when I open that that plastic wrapping, and I break open the box, I put the disc in my console, or if I just like pre-download it on my console, yeah, and just had it digitally. However you get this game when it first released that it's a good product. And those good products, you've seen a lot of examples. GTA 5, right? let's say Skyrim these are games that have been out for the last like couple generations and they're they still sell but in my opinion they're just that good that they can withstand the test of time you know think of a, a lot of the games that don't do well uh the ones that come out every year yeah like all the sports games those are really you're it, these companies can't seem to understand that you wanna focus on keeping that current game up, you want to you know run online and multiplayer type content, DLC, season passes, and then you still want to make a sequel. Like how? How do you even divvy up your resources to do that? to make a proper updated, upgraded brand new version of a game? Yeah, it doesn't work like that. And hopefully, you know moving forward, we'll have um, a new approach. Because it works for all of us. Nobody wants a crappy football game or basketball game. And nobody wants the same old Call of Duty and all these other games that come out so often. Think about the games that take the longest to make. Usually, there's a reason why. And they usually stay around for a long time. So, just my opinion. Now, we are dealing with things like backwards compatibility this generation. like things, Those lines are starting to get a little blurred. I know that PlayStation 5 really wants to have, um, you know, you be able to play your PS4 games on it and they're going to do stuff. I think they're going to figure out their own Xbox Game Pass. They've been doing like the PlayStation now. It's not that great. It's like you stream the games. You don't download them and play them like you're streaming it like you when you stream from Netflix, right? And it just it doesn't the input lag and different things like that, the graphics, it depends on your internet internet connection. Sorry. Uh so yeah, man. It's I mean, PlayStation came out the gate recently with like this Wi-Fi router looking console, but I think it looks kind of cool. And I know the dual sense controller kinda looks different. People are afraid of change sometimes, especially when you're a fan of a certain product. And then they just come out and they switch up on you. Get it? Nintendo Switch. But it, it just seems like it might be the best move for them. I, I hope they have different variations. There are rumors that you're going to get like different casings and plates, I guess, for your console and for your controller. Um, and I'm glad that they're switching up. And they just have a kick-ass lineup, dude. Like, they, they, just, they just kept winning. I feel like after the last Sony PlayStation, like viewing uh whatever you want to call those things when they were showing miles morales spider-man and demon souls remake and all these different games that are coming out for the playstation final fantasy 16 i mean it just seemed like here is the next generation and here are those games and sequels that you've been waiting for that you've been asking for whereas it just doesn't feel like we're getting that same type of hype from anybody else but i've also felt kind of underwhelmed uh with the next gen the only reason why is because i feel like every generation needs to bring something new to the video game world and i feel like more of these things are now business decisions than they are for innovation right and that was the thing like there's not really seems to be a, a focus on vr i know that like xbox one remember they they came package with the Kinect. And the connect the failed. And then you had PlayStation Move and PlayStation VR. You know, I just – I wish that these companies would also push those limits and um, really introduce us to new ways to play because that's really what's important. Um, I mean have really good games to play and make sure that you have new ways to play them. Like it's, it's just important. You got to keep challenging yourself to think outside the box. That's how you keep us interested. You can't just tell us like, ooh, these load times are so good and look how realistic this video game looks. It looks like real life, doesn't it? These graphics are really good. Now, I I get it. Like, graphics are cool, and I love seeing that progression. I love seeing these, uh, you know, these developers push the limits and, you know, produce something that just is awe-inspiring and mind-blowing. I mean, look, if you watched any of my streams of Ghost of Tsushima, I was just like... I was at a loss of words. I couldn't get over how beautiful that world was. And I'm playing Red Dead Redemption 2 on Twitch right now and streaming that. And that's a beautiful, realistic attention. There's so much attention to detail. These games, I mean, so I mean, I'm excited for that. That's really cool. But you got to bring a little bit more. I want I want something else. I want something new. And we'll see. We'll see. I think people are just really hoping to have something really positive and brand new to look forward to and change up this year has been so rough and there was even debates whether they should even release the consoles this year you know it's kind of a it is video gaming is an expensive hobby (laughs) it's not cheap you know these consoles are what 400 300 bucks on top of that let's say you want another controller games are going up to 70 dollars, brand new which i live by the motto that if I don't buy a game day one, I don't spend $60. I don't spend full price. I can't. can't bring myself to do it. Nah, nah. I mean, yeah, if it's the second day, right, I'll do it. Like, within, like, that that first week release, like, th- I got to be really excited for a game. I, mean, I got to be like, I got to get that midnight release type vibes. You guys remember those GameStop midnight releases? Or midnight releases for movies at the movie theater like Harry Potter? Huh? Yeah, Marvel movies. I mean, I love Midnight Release. That shows how excited I am and ready. And I'm, I'm, I'm just not really there yet. I feel like there's just there's a lot left that hasn't been announced and said. Like I, I think that they're just working with what they got done, and what they're they're trying to just make the best out of what they were able to do this year. I mean, these consoles, these games, they take years to make. I know it wasn't all put together this year so you know take in the and take into consideration the last couple years and what's so crazy is we even got like a god of war 2 basically announced like sony just is winning right microsoft you you have so much potential and the reason why i felt like talking about the console wars again because i've been talking about that lately because these this changing of the chapter is always exciting. Like, I kind of remember my life as far as like certain uh, video game sagas, right? So it's like, oh, in high school, I was playing the Xbox 360. In junior high and middle school, I was playing my uh, Nintendo GameCube, you know? So I think that's how I look back at life sometimes. And I'll look back at this recent chapter as like when I started Wondersoul, I had a PlayStation 4, I had my Nintendo Switch, you know? I just got a new PC things like that so like it's really exciting and I, I am hoping that all of these companies come out full force and knock it out the park and really impress us and satisfy all those people that are going through the extra work and stress to get and snag one of these pre-orders and that are spending the money that you have to to get these on day one um, you know it, it's an exciting time but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think Nintendo's got a lot of things up their sleeves still. I really, really am hoping that just randomly I'm going to wake up to a tweet. <laughs> a Nintendo Direct. None of those mini Directs. Those mini Directs suck. Um, where they're just kind of geeking out and telling us like, yeah, sorry for the delay. Here's all the cool shit coming. Um, I have heard rumors that they've been telling developers to be 4K ready. So if anything, we might get a Switch Pro next year. And that would be really smart. They wait till spring. They let everybody calm their tits about these new uh, consoles from Sony and Microsoft. And they're like, oh, yeah, Switch Pro. And it's all the cool stuff that you guys been asking for. Like, isn't that crazy? I think, like, they also sit back and take a list of everything that people complain about and want. And then they just go, we're just not going to do it. But we're going to do it next time. And it's going to be, bam, there you go. It's the same switch, but look, better online, 4K resolution, blah, blah, blah bing, bing bing, you know. I don't think that'd be the, be like handheld 4K. that'd be crazy. The shit would explode in your hands. I've already gone on um, a lot longer than I expected. Um, but yeah, the console wars, do you even believe in those? like do you think that they're legit? I, I, I feel like you know we've had so many different competitors. I feel like we have some new heads. They're trying to get into the game, whether it's Amazon, even Apple has like a little gaming service on their devices for mobile games, which are not my thing. Technically, even though the switch does get a, a lot of mobile game type tier in their eShop, please stop doing that. Ugh, like some of these games are just trash anyways, but some of them are so bad. They're good. I don't know. But I'm just not a mobile gamer. Um, does like the cloud gaming entice you? Are you excited for the new Xbox? Are you a, Are you already pre-ordering or had pre-ordered the new Sony PlayStation Five? Are you perfectly content or are you disappointed? Like I really want to hear back from everybody and get their honest feedback on what their vibe is currently for these uh new consoles and in these new directions and paths that we're taking and and what games are you most excited for that have been announced or what are, what are you still hoping to hear from sony nintendo and xbox i want to hear back from you but that's going to be all for me i like i said i'm going to get a nice new tv this year for the holidays that's my plan after that we'll, we'll talk we'll talk we'll see what's happening you know, who knows? I mean, I feel like at this point, if I don't have to rush it and, and Nintendo's like, yo, April, we got you. I might just be like, all right, all right, what do you got for me? <laughs> and weigh it off. But who knows? I want to get you guys' this feedback. Um, but that's going to be it for this segment. And we're about to jump into our My Hero Academia Manga Minute. Yes. Enjoy.
0: I am here! Welcome
1: to the My Hero Academia Manga Minute. This is going to be our side quest, our mini limited series for the next couple of episodes until we get caught up with the printed volumes of the Shonen Jump comics, My Hero Academia. Now, if you're not familiar with Wondersoul and some of the content that we cover here and some of the episodes and subjects that we've uh, also discussed in the past. I'm a fan of My Hero. Big fan. Uh, Doesn't mean I'm an expert, though. I don't know every character's name, every little detail. There's a lot uh, smarter and more enthusiastic fans out there that you could probably go check out on YouTube or even on another podcast. But that wasn't going to stop me from talking about one of the best things to come into my life uh in the last couple years honestly My Hero Academia is one of my favorite animes slash mangas since Dragon Ball Z um it's also one of the motivators for me even starting Wonder Soul I I I never uh shy away from admitting that uh there's just certain themes and messages that just hit me and it's just like when you listen to your favorite album for the first time or see something artistically inspiring that just hits you right at the right time in the right moment. And that's what my hero has done for me. So I've put off since season 4, yes or four seasons of the anime if you are interested in checking out my hero and you don't care about spoilers because yes, this is going into spoiler territory, but if you have no idea what we're talking about, I encourage you to take a moment to pause this episode. Go Watch all of My Hero Academia. I think you can watch it on Funimation, Hulu, Crunchyroll. Um, um, you can get the DVD and Blu-ray sets out there, whatever. There's many ways to watch it. There's two movies out. The second one is actually going to be on Blu-ray come October 27th. So I'm, I'm, I'm extremely hyped. I was lucky enough to go see that movie, Heroes Rising, in the theaters with one of my best friends. And um, yeah, it's been a drought. So here we are. I've put off reading ahead for a very long time, but 2020 has been a drought. Uh, Luckily, luckily, my bad, we got the movie, if you were lucky enough to see that. And then shortly after, I'm pretty sure that's when season four ended. And actually, uh, volume 21, the volume that we're going to be talking about, because for the next, I want to say, four episodes or so, we are going to be catching up with the manga So they are releasing volume 25 on October 6th. So if you are interested in reading with us or reading ahead or just picking it up in general, uh, check out your local bookstores or Amazon for volume 25, which I will be picking up that and 24 on October 6th. Uh, And then we will be done until I think the next one comes out in January. So that's why this is like a side quest miniseries. Once we catch up with this, we will put it on the shelf and come back to it when the next volume releases in January. So hope you guys enjoy this. Like I have mentioned, uh, I'm not an expert. I'm actually holding volume 21 in my hands. So if you're looking for that kind of content, you might not find it here. But you might find a passionate fan. And a very excited friend who wants to sit down and just geek out about this manga with you. So I'm holding volume 21. And first of all, I've read, uh I think, up to 24, 23. Yeah, 23. And, like, I waited all year pretty much. We're almost borderline October. I do not want this to be spoiled. And I was really trying to be patient for the anime because that's where I first was introduced to My Hero Academia. Uh, I've watched it since then in sub. I've read the manga. I'm trying to collect all of the volumes. Like this is one of the few things that I want to have every single volume on a shelf and pass it down to my kids. And then they'll pass that down to their kids and, and it'll be a generational thing. It just will. Like it's the teachings of UA. You feel me? Um, <laughs> so this actually picks up uh at the end of season four. So when it with the Endeavour Hawks fight with the Nomu that you see in the season finale of the latest anime season. Which was really interesting and I felt like this was a great uh jumping off point to do this kind of series. Uh right off the right off of the just the cover alone, this art is fucking amazing. It's fantastic. I don't know, like I want a poster, I want a framed poster of this uh, cover. If you do not know what Volume 21's cover looks like, get on Google right now on your phone, on your PC, ask a friend, go to a bookstore and, and, and look for this. And pick it up and look at it with your own eyes because it's just so fucking cool. You got Endeavor here like charging up his flames He's looking freaking crazy cool. And then right on the backdrop, in, in the background, you have Hawks like looking back. That's the number one and two hero, which is kind of interesting because what is this, volume 21? oh uh-oh, oh, I wonder if that was planned. So anyways, the cover alone is just fantastic. Um, and what I wanted to do is take a moment. Like There is the My Hero Academia fandom page, and I just wanted to uh, read off what this had to say about this volume so it's 200 pages came out originally in Japan December 4 2018 and actually released here in North America or the English release October 1st 2019 so almost a year ago um, the volume summary is class one as joint battle training with class B continues class 1a get the first win in the best of five series of an all out quirk battles. But after some feedback from the teachers, the students square off again for a second round in real rivalries form. This is chapters 189 through 200. And I was going to originally make this the book club, or, or the book club focus for September. And after reading these last couple of volumes, I was like, dude, that's a lot. There's a lot that happened. I don't think I could do it justice. So that's why we're making it this week-to-week mini series. And a lot freaking happens in Volume 21. So I'm going to record this as I hold it in my hands, and we're just going to go through it. Um, We get this note from Kohi Horikashi, the mastermind, the amazing artist and creator of My Hero Academia. He always I love these mangas and how they have like sometimes they'll have these little extra tidbits and information but also you get these notes from the author himself and he says here's volume 21 thanks for picking it up it's cold I want to eat Odin soup Odin Odin O D E N yes never had it but I hope he got a chance to have some of that stew and and just uh, some of these chapter are. And uh, some of the volume art is just so fucking cool, man. It's so cool. So we're just going to briefly go through. So, like, if you've seen Season 4 and you're caught up with the anime, then we're going to briefly go over what this volume starts off with, which is the whole fight with Endeavor and the Nomu and Hawks. And it's still as epic as it was in the anime Uh, I really thought I was never going to like Endeavor until I saw those moments. And uh, this volume does tread upon further character development for, uh, you know, Todoroki and his family and his father especially. With him struggling to be this number one hero, like to fill in uh, for All Might. It's pretty crazy. And he does that pose. Like, you know, he does the Plus Ultra there. He does that crazy move up in the sky. Prominence Burn, the artwork is fantastic. He even yells out a little bit of Plus Ultra, even though he kind of puts the school motto down. But, man, he truly lives up to that motto. Like, he really pushed himself. And it was really cool seeing him work together with Hawks. I've said this before, but I feel like the future of My Hero Academia... Is learning from the subtle m- mistakes from All Might that he was trying to be that pillar of peace, right? And just being that one individual that had to uh, solve all the crimes and all the problems, and everybody relied upon him. Where now you're seeing these heroes realize that you really can't have that all in one hero. And plus, it just like, look what it did to All Might. It really broke him down over time, it really worn him out. And you're seeing just like in Deku and Class 1A and even Class 1B, which you'll see here in this volume, how they're working together more. Their their strengths uh, balance out each other's weaknesses. They're learning and growing together. They're learning to work as a team. And so Endeavor working with Hawks and just because it's Endeavor is a big, big moment. And just seeing how they're combining the quirks where his feathers are pushing him. They're on fire. It's just crazy. What a cool moment. And just seeing the crowd reaction and seeing everybody and what everybody was uh, doing at that moment. Todoroki watching his father going through. That's crazy. So, you know, that's pretty much season four. And I can't remember exactly when that all ended, like, in the story for the anime. Because uh, I don't remember this part of Dobby uh coming through right after and dude Endeavor's messed up man he's got that scar now it's kind of almost fitting right but then Dobby shows up it looks like oh great oh great we have no no chance and then we get bunny girl bunny girl stomps in and it's freaking just cool cool artwork all the way through now we're gonna see more of her obviously as uh Things move forward, um, but Dobby wasn't even Dobby. It was just like that, uh, the gooky, slimy decoy and stuff like that. But that's pretty much, you know, you leave all of that out. So the moment we get into season five, it should pick up right where season four left off. So I, I, I've said it before. I think the anime ended on a really high point, but then we see something sketchy. You know, seeing hawks and dobby talking and then and then you realize that hawks is like undercover like he's playing both sides like he's trying to get in with the league of villains that was interesting you know at first i'm like no fucking way because i think for a while though they had been speaking about uh like a a mole within all of the ranks of the heroes or even at ua and how certain information got to the league of villains and everybody's like how would they have known that like nobody would, you know, if I if I remember correctly. Uh, but one of my other favorite moments, which I don't know gets touched on as much, and I hope we get a lot more of this just in general. But you know, you hear what Endeavor's doing as far as his responsibilities of being a hero, right, and being the number one hero, and replacing all mine, and the way that he has to swallow his pride and realize that. He's only getting number one hero because All Might had to step down. It's not that, you know, Endeavor earned it in a way that he wanted and had envisioned probably from the beginning. And after that prominent spurn up in the sky, it feels like he just wants to be different. Like overall, like he's done some pretty fucked up shit. Very abusive. And we're about to touch on this because the Todoroki family hangs out and they're having dinner. And Todoroki, uh, his older brother, doesn't, doesn't mess with their dad. Like, he totally, he senses this, like, oh, you got what you wanted now. You're the number one hero, and now you want to play dad now, and you never did that for us. Like, oh, you got what you wanted, and now we're all supposed to just forgive you for everything you did before then? Like, our whole lives how we were raised like he, he he holds such a grudge rightfully so against his father and even for just like how his brother and sister are handling this like he just doesn't seem like uh he's ready to make those kind of moves he's like here here he in this panel he's like did you decide to have a change of heart think we can just hug things out and make up it's sickening don't you freaking get that and then dude Endeavor just like, I'm trying to make amends going forward. His brother, is that so? And he's just like, sorry sis, thanks for the food at least. And he had to go. And, there's, and you know, the it, you, you see that there's just like a lot of, <sighs> obviously these issues with this family have been avoided for so long. They've been so, they've been so, uh, through so much. It's just crazy. I mean, the way his brother speaks his mind, he's just like, look, man, I I'm not going to play nice. You know? So we'll see how that all turns out. Obviously, there's just a lot of changing of the guard here, and it's also with the family and Todoroki. And I wonder how Todoroki is inspiring his father to change. You know, it's just like that's the thing. Um, But... I want to know what you guys think about that because that whole moment with uh, Todoroki family uh, or with the Todoroki family was just really good. And it was really heartfelt. And it's really giving you a version of Endeavor when he's just trying to be a, a guy, a dad, a family man, which, you know, he's on his hero's, hero costume being an asshole to, <laughs> to everyone around him. But here's the big freaking moment, guys. You see, there's actually a teaser trailer for this, if you want to see for season five. But it's this dream that Deku has, and he sees the vestiges, vestiges. I don't know, I don't know. It's like a spirit. Basically, all of the other previous holders of One For All, right? The, the quirk that Deku has that was passed down from All Might holds all of the quirks and, like, some essence of the previous owners, and we see some like backstory of like All for One and his brother, who was the you know, basically he's the founder of One for All. And we see like all of the other holders, except for two, who are silhouetted in the backdrop. One eerily looks like freaking Bakugo, so that makes no sense. Like, why wouldn't we be able to see those two? Why are they silhouetted? I'm very, um. I'm very curious. Is time travel gonna be a thing? Are these are these the future holders of the quirk? And how would this quirk know who is going to possess it in the future? Like a, a lot of a lot of questions, actually, uh, not not so many answers. So seven of them, including uh, or, or seven of them, eight including me. This is Deku, the generations of One For All's inheritors. I know I'm have I'm the ninth, leaving only so like he sees these other two too far away to make them out so those are the two silhouettes. so he's stuck but he's he he sees like how uh all for one earned sympathy back in the beginning i think like they're they're if you read my hero academia vigilantes the spinoff which i've done a couple videos on youtube for if you want to check those out but i have all of them i think they're up to volume seven right now so when you check out that, it's like five years before the events of what we're reading and paying attention to in the main series. But there are like these like history lessons about vigilantes and the word and where it came from. So I guess back when quirks started out and started happening, like there was no it was, society wasn't built like it was right now. Like right now, it feels like it's set up to have structure and rules and you know, heroes are, are pros who are like, they have to go through all these different steps and they basically work for the government. You know, like there's like celebrities in a lot of way. There's a lot of different things that happen um, that back when quirks were just popping out, people were just kind of doing whatever. It was just, it was kind of chaotic. So in a moment in that in that history, you have All for One, who obviously at this point, we know he can absorb quirks and like, give quirks and do all this stuff. So he was earning like these followers by there's this really weird story of, so you have two guys, right? And he's showing his brother. Uh, he's like, but I give back to them. Don't I come you two. This one's jaw underwent a transformation. Those things just continue to sprout all over. He's a kind reserved man who has to care for his aging parents But those very same parents chased him out, calling him a disease monster. So his quirk has deformed him, and he hates it. He hates his quirk. While this other one has no ability at all. Walking home from work one night, he was assaulted by a gang of metas, which are like people with quirks. The taser he carried for self-defense proved useless, and an attacker with tentacles for hair crippled him. So anyways, he switches their quirks. He's like, this guy doesn't want his quirk. Let me give it to this guy so he can defend himself. So that's what he does. And so people like basically swear their allegiance with him. He's starting this whole cult <laughs> of followers. It's really crazy. Like, All for One is a really good um, mixture of a lot of popular villains. Two of them that I've known as more frequently are like Voldemort and Darth Vader. And there's just different aspects of this character that you can kind of see that um, either through just design or personality. Like this reminds me of Voldemort and the Death Eaters in in some kind of way. So you get all of the, these examples of this like time before like these flashbacks, and then um, you know with all for one and his brother and Deku's just watching it all and. it's just so crazy we haven't really gotten anything like this before i don't recall and to wrap it up it just gets really crazy and you actually hear this this guy talk to deku he's like you must be the ninth i wanted to show you more you're only at 20 percent. be careful for we've already passed the singularity but fear not you're not alone and like with that (laughs) <laughs> the dude that uh, was feeding Deku cheese and he shoots beams out of his belly button and stuff. He's hilarious. He hears this noise and Deku fucks up his room. Like he's all sweaty, freaking out. There's smoke and f- burnt, you know, pillowcases and shit. And it's just throw thrall, thrall, throb. So then Deku's like, what the fuck did I just see? He tries to talk to All Might about it. All Might's even kind of like, I don't know, I mean... Kinda of like I kind of know what you're talking about. It never happened to me, but like my master told me that she says this line like, so even if I die one of these days, we can always meet again with them, one for all. Romantic, right? And so like I guess whoever possesses this quirk sort of lives on or continues to live on through um, through the quirk and in the in the holder. So it's just crazy. It's like, hold up, wait, what? So there's all these different holders of the quirk that we've never seen before. Deku gets all this backstory that's like really big, and the fact that All Might hasn't witnessed it is pretty crazy and bonkers to me. So just that that was a big moment. That's that's gonna set up a lot of things from what I've been hearing. Sort of. I've you know I only know what I know, but you know I have a friend of mine who uh, has read ahead, and yeah mention how big of a moment that is so then basically the rest of this volume goes into um class 1a and class b having a joint battle training session which is just so fucking dope like it seems like season 5 is going to be so um you know one thing after another one thing after another and I'm, I'm all for that I'm really excited for that because if you think about where it left off and what we've just read and gone through in volume 21 that's There's so much that's happening. See why I wanted to just like take a second and I'm trying to talk about this and cover as much as I can, but you guys know I'm gonna leave some shit out. So if you have read volume 21, I'm gonna take this opportunity in this episode to say, hey, call me out, tell me what I uh, forgot, you know, correct me if I, you know, put out some incorrect information or whatever. But like I said, I'm just geeking out. I got, I'm just like so. Uh, it's a lot to take in. So basically we get the those guys meeting up for this training exercise. Some people got some new winter uniforms, which are cool. Like I really like what they did with Bakugo's uniform. And then Shinso, you remember Shinso? The guy who can like basically brainwash people. He's like Azawa's like protege basically. He's got this really dope ass mask. He's got the ropes and shit now, and he's uh he's actually hoping to transfer to the hero course, so he's gonna be uh working with these guys, and I just love his design, man. That mask and everything just looks so freaking cool. Him and Deku, I think, are on not the next cover, but the third, so 23, volume 23, and it's just cool. And I love the winter costume updates that um that Horikashi gave to all of our heroes. I think they just look really cool. So Shinso, I think he's got a really cool quirk and, you know, obviously some of the connections uh, that Horikashi did here was really interesting because the first time Deku had any kind of vision or any kind of thing like that, or I guess like I got to remember correctly, like I think through the brainwash he saw a vision or the quirk like did something special in that moment when him and Shinso were going out against each other back in the uh, sports festival, right? And um, so, you know, him being this new character, well, even though he's not new, but just like, oh, yeah, he's going to be out here doing his thing and he's going to probably be in the course. And just love, I love the matchups here. Like I love a lot of the, the groupings – as far as, like, the quirks. And, you know, we got Deku with uh, Yuraka. We got, you know, uh, Acid Girl. Great boy. That's uh, Team 5. I'm just going to go off and see if you guys can guess who I'm talking about. So you got Bakugo. You got Earphone Jack Girl. You got Spider-Man Tape Man. You got the guy who eats sugar, I think, and gets stronger. That's Group 4. You got Ida. You got men who has, like, eyes and mouths and ears and extra limbs. You got Todoroki, and then you got the guy with the tail uh, for group three. For group two, you got belly button beam man. You have girl that can make things out of her body. Uh, invisible girl almost didn't see her there (laughs) and then you got dark shadow dude dark shadow is gonna have a moment bro dude i love how they're they're progressing all their quirks and then group one we have frog girl we got guy that can talk to animals and then you got two two of my low-key favorites are red riot and the, the electricity guy man and and class uh class you know b they got some cool quirks that we're about to see um but yeah so the rest of the next couple of volumes are going to be focused on uh, pretty much these, this training uh, exercise that has a lot of action, a lot of cool progression with quirks like I just mentioned. Uh, the art is fantastic. And just seeing how some of these, uh, these groupings of quirks, how they strategize and work together, I cannot wait for the anime to cover this. And just I'm just so excited that reading this volume and knowing where it starts off. And where the last season of the anime ended. I'm like, dude, this is like not that far ahead. Like We're going to get, like within the first five episodes, some really good entertaining stuff. And a lot of progression within the story. We see that Shinso is going to be with Class B and A. He's going to be kind of like this extra man. And he's going to get an opportunity to kind of show his stuff. And so, obviously, it's all action from here. Uh, I think, let me just go through ahead, I gotta remember, Shinso, he's pretty impressive here. Um, I really can't do any of this action a lot of justice. (laughs) But I just love the quirks, and you still see Deku. He's still writing and learning and taking notes, like he's always trying to have that kind of advantage, but Shinzo's with uh, Class A for this first round, which is really cool and just hearing him and, and and that mask. he's got this mask that can like, you know, he's almost I think he's not a ventriloquist, but he can like change his voice or something like that, which is really cool. You got this girl with the vine hair. she's pretty badass. She talks in all these, like, she's like, I shall have to teach them that such schemes are steeped in sin. And I'm just like, what is this chick's problem? You got this, like, beast guy, like, beast boy, but what if beast boy, like, went to the gym? Yeah, he's got, like, an a, like, enhanced scent and, or you know, sense of smell. Scent, what the fuck? Um, uh, Frog Girl's doing awesome, man. She's just, like, she's, a, a natural-born leader, too. Like, she's starting to find her confidence, which is really nice. Because she was very shy at the beginning, or at least that's how it came off to me. But Shinso, you know, he's trying not to hold the team down, you know? And it's just cool to see the dialogue that these characters have during these this battle training session. Like, I really can't do any of the, the motion and artwork justice, but... You know, it's really cool to see how the electric guy, he's pretty much like, I'm going to just self-destruct, you know. He's always got that strat. He's like, you know, I'll just use my electricity and zap my brain and then, you know, hopefully it works. and Hopefully it helps and stuff. Shinzo though, you know, you never know who's talking to you. And that's the thing with his quirk. It's like if you respond to him, he can basically brainwash you or control your brain. Like, there's certain limitations to it still, but it's just really cool to see Froppy just do her thing. She's just, like, getting around. She moves like Spider-Man. Like, Spider-Man's, like, persona and abilities, I feel like Horikashi's spread out to so many different people. Like, even Shinso and Azawa with the ropes is kind of like how Spider-Man used webs and stuff. And Froppy with her tongue. I don't know if that's just me, but... Anyways, class A or one A, they actually win the first match. They um, Shinzo doesn't hold them back. They they do a you know, they do a good job, but they, they didn't do it perfectly. They still realize from Ozawa and the other teachers that they have, you know, things that they need to improve on, but they are they're making progress. And you know, it's just interesting to see Shinzo step up to the plate. And I'm always Happy to see these characters other than Deku and Bakugo and Todoroki. Ida used to be there, but he kind of got shafted. <laughs> now he uh, he has a couple moments coming up, but yeah, I was still like just seeing this first uh, round. I was like, okay, I'm ready to I'm I'm ready for this. Like I'm ready for this whole arc. This is like action with progression, but the the stakes aren't that high. It's just a training sesh. It's kind of like the sports festival was one of my favorite arcs. Like, there's so many times where they're just, you know, taking these checkpoints. And it's not them against the villains. It's basically them against their peers and themselves. And they have to challenge themselves to go beyond, you know, push past their limits and just get stronger. Um, The next one we have for the second match is going to be Girl That Can Make Things, uh, you know, like objects. Dark Shadow, my guy, Invisible Girl, and Belly Button Man. Um, And and the second one is actually a good fight, too. Like, you have two natural-born leaders that are going up against each other. You get this guy that's pretty much like Dark Shadow. Like, he can blend into the shadows. That's his quirk. And that's really interesting. And just Dark Shadow just always seems like he's this really interesting spawn-like character mixed with Batman, mixed with a couple other things. Um, and they're in the, they're in this like industrial area. So there's a lot of shadows and a lot of things for him to work with. And, but he also, from what we see, he was doing some stuff with Hawks. Like Hawks was like his mentor, basically. Like when he did his, um, so he, this was the first year he scouted someone from the sports festival, Uh, so he went and did his training with him and it was just like oh okay dark shadow and hawks i mean that kind of makes sense hawks he he even like kind of makes fun of him he's like because we're birds of a feather (laughs) ha 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 get it they are kind of birds well anyways hawks flies right Dark, dark shadow doesn't fly but he taught him how to use his quirk even better so now he can fly it's so dope man i'm just like impressed with just how these characters have Learn to change their freaking quirks around to make them almost brand new in so many different ways. Dark Shadow, Black Fallen Angel is what it's called. And you just get this really cool pose where basically Dark Shadow is wrapping his arms around him and flying, which is dope. And he actually, um, it's just a really good battle. This really starts to feel like it could go any way. And that's really where it's going to leave us off for the next for the uh, the next volume like I'm trying to process this as I'm recording and reading and and everything and it can be a little overwhelming because I know I'm leaving so much out. But just know that I I think that the action uh, is great. I think that these training exercises, when done right, can be worthy arcs that you will find yourself wanting to go back and check out again. Like, it doesn't always have to be high stakes. And I think after the Endeavor moment, um, Horikashi kind of wanted to calm it down a little bit, right? These, These guys and girls are still in school. Like, we have to remember that. Even though they're very important to this main story, it's almost like when you're reading Harry Potter... You're like they're still in school. So we have to like have school stuff happen. That would only make sense. I don't want to forget that. But overall, volume twenty-one was just slam packed with something uh that you will feel like this is setting up stuff for the future. Like the whole endeavor and passing of the torch you know, situation that's happening. And then him with his, uh, you know, wanting to be a better father, I guess. (laughs) It seems like his intentions are good, but, bro, it's a lot to do. There's a lot to do to make up for what you did, man. Um, But we'll see. We'll see. I'm kind of rooting for him, you know. What's Hawks got going on with the League of Shadows or the League of Villains? Why did I say the League of Shadows? I think that's Batman. Um, I'm just telling you, I've, I've been so happy and motivated since picking up the uh, these volumes again and reading the manga. Like, I just, I I was I was literally going through a My Hero drought. I was having withdrawals to some uh, extent. I, I mean, I've been trying to be patient, but I still don't think we know when Season 5 is going to start. But I am so, so happy I started reading the manga and the manga again. And these are so... Uh, to me, they're pretty affordable. I mean, you can get these for under ten dollars most of the time uh, when you get them on Amazon. When you get them, you know, at your local bookstore. Like we have a Books a Million right down the road, so that's where I'll go sometimes. Um, but I would love for you guys to give me your feedback and what you thought about each of the volumes that we cover and read along with us. And if you haven't read ahead, this is a really cool opportunity. I co- I completely understand having a preference. But I can't lie when I say like the story and art, you don't miss a, you don't miss a thing. Like obviously the action and the voice actors and the music, the music in my hero is so special. It's so good. But I have to say that the manga still hits and it, and, and what's about to happen in the next couple of volumes is so, truly satisfying. I mean, this round one, I felt like was really cool. It just gave us a small taste and what to expect from Shinso. So I'm all about Class B. I think they're really cool characters. I think there's a lot of fun quirks that you're going to see get flexed around and see how some of these characters have progressed and how far they've come along. So that's always good. And I love the pairings in in the groups. There's a lot of uh, these matchups that I'm really excited to see how they pan out because... You're almost like, hmm, I wonder how that quirk would, you know, counter this one. And what what has this character done to improve? Um, you're going to see a couple characters do that. And then the big slice of the pie for me was just this whole dream with Deku. I feel like there's a lot of progression that we're about to see for one for all and that quirk. And a lot of the history and backstory between, um, you know, All Might, this quirk, and the the holders of the quirk before you know uh all might's mentor master before all might himself and now before deku and deku is going to start learning you know more about this quirk and we'll see where that goes and how will that change the overall arcing story of my hero because from this point right now it just feels like deku is like all Might. you know the only thing that's different is like he's got that kick style that he uses a lot and he's just trying to still find his identity and make this quirk his own and now it's like well damn was it ever your own dude it looks like there was like eight seven other people inside this quirk and what's that mean and just like what more backstory will we get will there be any progression with Deku and in the quirk will he have like different kinds of abilities now does that mean there's just so much that gets brought up and and it's still left unanswered so i'm just very curious and excited for the future now i do know what's going to happen in the next volume but we'll talk about those in the next episodes of the podcast that are coming out each week um hopefully right so yeah this was the my hero academia minute or the My Hero Academia Manga Minute, right? Yeah, so we're it's, it's going to be the side segment, the side quest of the podcast. We're going to spend about 30 minutes or so, depending on what we need to discuss. Now, like these next couple of arcs, or at least the next couple of volumes, are going to be pretty action-packed. So we're really going to try to just dive in on how the strategies were with how these characters use their quirks to best their opponents and if there if there's any progression and you know how horikoshi likes to have some you know side panel stuff some things that are going on in the background that are setting up future events so i'm going to do a better job of just trying to get you know all of my thoughts organized as far as like these volumes but i was just so excited and a little nervous with this one because there was there's a lot to cover and a lot to digest, and uh, that's why I need your help. So give me your feedback on how I can improve each segment on the podcast, every episode of the podcast. I want to know what I can do to make it a better listening experience for you. And let me know if you have read Volume 21, and if you have, let me know on Twitter or wherever you can connect with Wondersoul and let me know what you thought and what I left out. I'm pretty sure I left out a ton of stuff. But overall, this is one of my favorite volumes uh, just, I wouldn't say it's one of my favorite volumes. Yeah, it's up there because the only reason why I would say is because of what it's setting up and how much it was going on. Sometimes you can pick up a volume and it's just like, okay, let's just, just keep going. Oh, this is kind of boring, a little filler. <laughs> so, um, Because I'm going to be honest, season four of My Hero Academia was kind of hit or miss with me didn't hit like I wanted it to, but I feel like what's happening now in the direction that uh, Kohi Horikashi is going is an exciting one. So until next episode of the podcast, remember, go beyond. Plus. Just kidding. I'm just saying plus Ultra. Plus Ultra. Yes. All right. That's it. That's the end the segment. Moving on. Going to outro. Outro. All right. That's the show, folks. That's it. All right, this is the outro, home. Mmm. I mean, some um, peanut butter toast. So, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode of the podcast. I can't wait for future episodes, and I hope that I can constantly improve and do better each and every time. Um, these outros are going to be reserved for announcements, just to kind of keep everybody up to date with what is happening here. With Wondersoul. Uh, one of the things that I'm excited most uh, coming up in October is volume 13 of Wonder Sounds, which is going to be unlike any previous Wonder Sounds that I have worked on. I'm also going to be collaborating with Ghost Planet Studios and amongst a couple other friends, hopefully. And it's going to be really, really fun. It's going to be really exciting just in time for Halloween. So uh, stay tuned. Uh, there's a handful of those Wonder Sounds that are available where the podcast is available most if not all are on the youtube channel so the youtube channel that's pretty much just our landing page for a lot of the content we're not really working on uh any youtube original <laughs> like content or anything like that uh mm. so yeah i don't know this didn't feel like it we're doing the jack of daytona series but we're doing that on twitch.tv slash wonderful soul now mm, peanut butter um yeah man it's crazy um Jackie Daytona sophomore year we're about to like at the time of this recording we're about to play in the Iron Bowl we're undefeated we're about to try to go for a national championship a conference championship uh, sports mumbo jumbo but if you like college football or any of those kind of retro type streams head over to twitch um the podcast can be found on the youtube channel as well uh, we're gonna try to do these episodes weekly, um, but you know, life. So if it doesn't happen, I apologize. But just know that it's uh, with my best intentions of putting out quality content, and I want to make sure that that's what I'm doing each and every time I make something or put energy into anything for Wonder Soul. So that's kind of why we're bringing stuff back, but that's why we're also spending a lot more time on certain. Projects like volume 13. This has been over a month in the making you know, so I'm very um a little nervous, but You know it's cool So yes twitch channel mentioned that a lot that's become a big focus for us this uh, last year or so And on Twitch.tv slash Wondersoul, if you follow, um, you can tune in to some spooky streams this month. Uh, We're going to be watching some, like, public domain horror movies, black and white, old classics, like, bad horror movies on Twitch together. We're going to be listening to some uh, old, like, CBS mystery theater radio dramas, spooky radio dramas. We're going to have, it uh, like, this Wondersoul... You know, spooktacular radio hour. Um, there's even people that have been showing up saying like, oh, we should do this like 31 nights of Halloween for like an hour. They're like a half an hour each uh, each episode, and they're just so good, so so good. I love radio dramas. I love classic radio, um, and it's just a new way of storytelling. I've been listening to a lot of audiobooks, and there will be a book club episode for October. I kind of turned the September one into the My Hero. Academia manga minute so we're gonna be doing that from uh, for the next like four or five episodes And then I'm gonna replace it with something else until the new manga comes But that side quest slot for this format and I need your guys's feedback on the format for this episode Because I feel like I just want to do something really really close to what we tried to do in this episode But you know improve obviously and just with your feedback put put together segments that you guys would want Um, But we're going to be doing spooky type content for the main quest for the main topic for the month of October Obviously, we're going to do some scary stuff. So expect uh, a lot of spooky horrific Terrifying, you know topics and discussions probably have a couple guests on this month. That'd be fun, but a lot of focus and energy It's going into volume 13 But on the twitch channel, we're trying to do stuff a lot play some spooky games, too. October is one of my favorite times of the year. I love fall. Hopefully it's getting colder where you're at. It was a hot summer where I live. And that's it. This is a podcast. (laughs) I'm trying to um, try different things. Step out of my comfort zone. Be myself. Have a good time. Not get so um, stressed out about it, you know? You want to enjoy these types of uh, experiences. And I've been trying to learn through trial and error what works for me, what doesn't, what I can do, what I can't do. And I've already talked to you guys about this. I've been really open and transparent about that. Because I feel like it's important. I know a lot of other people that I know do content. There's a lot of people that want to do content or create or do things like this. Um, and so like I feel like uh, your life is your lesson, right, that you teach to other people, so through my experiences, good and bad, I wanna kinda of be vocal and uh, open up uh, about those sort of things and get advice. I'm always open to, um, mm, you know, advice, so yeah. I hope you guys like this episode. I'm not gonna ramble too much longer. These outros won't be that long. The intro won't be that long either. Like there's certain things that we'll fine tune over time, but for this first one, I feel like there's a lot of explaining to do, a lot of things that I wanted to make sure I touched upon for old listeners and new uh, listeners as well. Thank you. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. If this was your first episode of Wonder Soul, welcome. Please subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts. Check us out on Twitch. Check us out on YouTube. And like I said, last but not least, stay connected with me and the podcast, the YouTube channel, the Twitch channel. All of the content from Wondersoul on Twitter and Instagram. That's where I post the most. And so if you follow us there, you just need to search Wondersoul, W-N-D-R-S-O-U-L. You'll know when we're going live. New episodes, new wonder sounds, new videos, new projects, new everything. Um, and by the way, continue sending cloud pics. Really do appreciate it. I might have to get back with you. I haven't made the cover at this moment, so I'm going to use some podcast editing magic and come back like at a future time and what you're about to hear is not me right now it's the future me so here we go
0: shout out to van ho the winner of our first sent in cloud pictures and become the cover of the show sweepstakes congratulations from the future now back to in the past lucas to close out the show
1: okay we're good so with that being said you guys have a wonderful week have a great weekend whenever you're listening to this hope you're doing good stay positive, and I'll talk to you guys later.
0: Thank you for listening to Wondersoul. Connect with the podcast through social media. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram. Search Wondersoul. If you enjoyed this episode, please share, rate, and review. You can find us on YouTube and Twitch. We appreciate your support. Wonder Soul hopes you have yourself a good day.